Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk Overtime is back, and we are here ready to discuss UFC 2. 86. It all takes place this Saturday, uh, March 18th, 5 p.m., Edwards versus Usman 3. The trilogy fight, uh, and, and it goes to UK in Rocky's hometown. I am with Mitch Bates. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. And uh, unfortunately, Jake is not here um, for some personal reasons, but despite Jake not being here, I have his picks. So we're going to still know what Jake has to say about some of these fights. Uh, so we won't have to worry about that. Uh, just to go over some rankings after the last, um, after UFC 285, Jake is 10-4-1. Me and you, Mitch, we are tied 11-3-1. And, one. and uh, that, that one loss that Jake took was Cyril Gon John Jones. And uh, real quick, Mitch, what do you think about that fight? Yeah, it was a great event as a whole. I actually purchased the event. Watched awesome. it through, you know, John Jones. It was kind of underwhelming with the finish and how quick it happened, but all in all, it was a great event to watch. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I was very surprised about uh, Valentina Shevchenko losing. What did you think about that? Was that, like, crazy? It was insane, but I felt good for Alexa Grasso, though. So did I. You I think tell. we were all happy to lose that one time. You know, usually you're not happy to lose, but, I mean, I can't speak for Jake. He's not here. But I know I was personally happy to lose. Yeah, I know Jake was not as happy about losing because he had a little bit of... I think he made a little wager. Yeah. I think he had a little, a little wager, bit perhaps. on that. Yeah. But uh, besides that, this is going to be UFC 286. And uh, Mitch, we'll start off the first fight of the main card. It's a good one. Uh, Marvin Vittori takes on Roman Dolezzi. 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 That's what I thought it was. Dolezzi. My bad. Who do you got, Mitch? Yeah, this fight was actually tough to pick for me because we all know Marvin. He's got a chin made out of metal. He's never been finished in his UFC career. He is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights, but his losses were to Whitaker and to Izzy. And there was that weird fight that he had with Paulo Costa where they moved it up to light heavyweight. And honestly, Marvin's a grappler at his core, and he's trying to be a striker. And he has a little bit of an ego when it comes to that. Roman Delize, he's a world championship-level grappler. And he's got power in his punches. That's evident when you watch him throw. And his stock is rising. He just got a win over Jack Hermanson. I really like Roman Delize in this fight. And I know he's probably not going to finish Marvin because no one can finish Marvin at this point. But I think if they do go to the ground... I think that'll be Roman's world. I think Vittori is going to try to stand and box with him because he kind of thinks he's a boxer now. But overall, I think Roman Delize has got Roman Delize has got a slight edge in this fight. 
and I think he will get a finish, but it will not be by knockout. Yeah, I disagree with you, Mitch. And not only do I disagree with you, but Jake also disagrees with you. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of things you said, though. Um, I mean, obviously, Marvin Vittori does have that iron chin, uh, and Jake Jake talks about that as well, calling it unworldly yeah. of a chin. I mean, it's just it's a crazy chin. Uh, yeah, Roman's good, right? He's a very good grappler. Uh, he throws with a lot of intent and volume, which I think is important. I mean, uh, it's important for a couple reasons. Number one, if you land, you're gonna it's gonna hurt. Whether you have an iron chin or not, it's gonna hurt. If you take a lot of powerful shots to the head, with that comes a lot of cardio. When you're throwing with a lot of volume and a lot of intent, you're if you do that the whole five minutes of the first round, you're gassed by the second. And that seems to be the case with Roman sometimes. Um, it, Jake also brings up, you know, just Marvin Vittori's style. He's got a pretty solid takedown defense. Uh, Roman, you know, he might want to try to take it to the feet. Uh, sure, Marvin can wrestle, and, you know, we forget that he's a wrestler. And You kind of mentioned uh, a little bit of that, Mitch, and, you know, how he just thinks he's a striker now. Right. Um, but if it stays on the feet, I, 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 like Ro- I, I like Marvin to be able to keep it on the feet and uh, be able – to, to get that win uh, as long as he can kind of just stay away from the power. I think the biggest thing is the endurance. Uh, you know, the, the power is going to be the, the most scary in the first, like, round and a half. Um, but if, if Vittori can survive that round and a half, not only does the cardio start to decrease, but the, the power and the volume starts to decrease because you, you're, you're throwing and you're not throwing as hard because you're tired. You're not throwing as much because you're tired. Uh, so I think it'll be a very close fight. Uh, Jake has Vittori by unanimous decision. I'm going to say Marvin Vittori by split decision. I think I think there's a chance that Roman might come out and get a 10-8 the first round and then make those in first those next two rounds real hard to decide. Um, you got any final thoughts on that fight, though, Mitch? Yeah, that's definitely how I saw it going. A really fast start for Roman, pushing pace heavily, trying to land hard shots, maybe even clinch a little bit, try to wear him down, actually get him to the ground because he's not the best at actually getting his opponents to the ground. But overall, I just it's such a weird fight. I don't feel like it's going to be that exciting if you're just a casual, you know, watch some fights fan, but. If you're a real UFC fan, it's going to be really interesting to see which dynamic this fight takes. Yeah, 100%. On to the next fight. We got Jennifer Maya taking on Casey O'Neill. I'm going to go through what Jake uh, thinks about this fight first, and then I'll throw it to you, Mitch. Uh, Jake says, you know, Jennifer Maya pushes the pace in fights. Uh, she's a fighter that's in the rankings to test new up-and-coming talent. Uh, she's never been able to break through at 34 years old. Uh, you doubt that she'll ever be able to. Uh, to that, I... I Heavily agree with you, Jake. Casey O'Neill lands in saying 8.65 significant strikes per minute, is comfortable taking fights to the ground, and is willing to make a cage fight a brawl. Um, Maya has 21 more fights than O'Neill, but I simply think Casey is better everywhere. 18 of Maya's fights, win or lose, have gone to a decision, so O'Neill to win, unanimous decision, is the clear pick for Jake. Mitch, what do you think? Yeah, definitely 100% agree. I even put Maya down as the gatekeeper of that division for the women. And yeah, she's, for sure. Yeah, she's going to see if you're ready or not. And I definitely think Casey O'Neill is ready. You know, she's, a undefe- she's undefeated right now. She's a very solid wrestler when the fights go to the ground. She does fail to get her own takedowns, and she's not the best at stopping takedowns. 
which could play a role in this fight. But overall, I just think she's a better fighter than Maya, and I don't think it's going to be much of a competition. Yeah, I'm, I I 100% agree. I think Casey Neal wins. O'Neal mm-hmm. wins. I think she wins pretty dominantly. It's hard for me. It's like Hamzat for me, but not really. But I'll try to explain my thought process the best I can. With Hamzat, yes, I know Hamzat's good. I will hype up Hamzat more than most people will hype up Hamzat. But I'm not sure if he's necessarily super, super proven against what's going to be a difficult challenge for him. Sure, maybe he's fought some difficult opponents, but a a challenge for him. People want to bring up Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns. Sure, that's a point you can make. Uh, I would disagree with you. I didn't really think Gilbert Burns actually looked all that good. It was more that his heart and spirit in that fight is what I think really uh, shined through. When you look at Casey O'Neill, I feel the same way. She's got a lot of good wins. She looks very dominant. She is very good. I just want to see her against that higher level, and I'm hoping that with this Jennifer Maya domination, with this, if she can just dominate her, I don't. My hope is I don't even need to see another fight. I'm hoping I just see Casey O'Neill dominate her here, and I don't need to see anything else. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Casey uh, O'Neill. Obviously, you guys touched on a lot already. She's a good, diverse striker, throws a lot of volume. Um, and, yeah, like what you said, the gatekeeper of the division with uh, Jennifer Myers, 100% true. Um, has a lot of pro fights and um, all that. So, yeah, all three agree. Casey O'Neill, Mitch, I'm going to throw it back over to you first this time. Gunner Nelson taking on Brian Barbarina. Who you got? Yeah, this is pure stylistic matchup for me. I'm going to go Gunnar Nelson in this one just based off the styles, and here's why. Nelson, he's a grappler. He has solid kickboxing, which helps him manage the range in his fights. And he, his only problem, I think, with that is that he has terrible takedown injuries. He gets whacked up every time he attempts a takedown. He'll take a ton of damage right there. He's coming off of his first win in four years, and he's really inconsistent. But he does have a wide skill set when it comes to the ground. Barbarena, he's a really fun fighter to watch if you like just slugfests. And his game plan tends to always be to take a hit and deliver one that's even harder. But he does terrible when it comes to people who want to wrestle him and take him down. That always seems to be where he struggles. And you saw that with RDA in the last fight. And I feel like Gunner is going to take that exact same approach. I don't see it going into decision. I think the groundwork by Gunner will be too much for Barbarena to handle. And maybe Barbarena can catch him when he goes in on a takedown. But I personally can't see it happening. I'll take Gunner Nelson in this one. Gunner Nelson, the pick for Mitch Bates for me. I, I agree with a lot of things you said, especially Gunner's grappling. It's very good. Uh, averages take down a fight. It's just what you said. Getting in on those takedowns, being able to take somebody down uh, is where, you know, we see him struggle. Uh, your breakdown of Brian, Brian Barbarina is excellent. You know, he's a fun striker to watch with really good kicks. Uh, he's a cardio beast, too. You know, not only does he love the brawl, but I, it's so funny. Can I talk about somebody like Roman, uh, first fight of the main card, who not necessarily a brawler, but, you know, throws with a lot of intent, throws with a lot of volume. That's Brian Barberina, but the cardio is his level is different. I don't know what it is. I think it might be the haircut. <laughs> it's got to be the haircut. I think it's the haircut, the overalls, maybe, the the beard. I'm not sure what it is that gives the man the cardio. The magic overalls is what I'm going to stick with right now. Um, or the magic mohawk. That's maybe a little bit of a better alliteration. 
there, you know, with the M's. But uh, no, his cardio is just insane. So when he he brawls, it's really good to fun to watch. I like Brian Barberina here. Uh, Jake said, Jake said, I can't believe this fight is this high on the card. I disagree with that actually. I I, I mean. There, there's not. Depending on how the card is, I mean, there's not too many fights I'd want to see over it. I mean, it's an inter, it's that entertaining fight that you throw in the main card. That's not the co-main and main event. Agreed. You can put it wherever you want. I, you put it first on the main card, second on the main card. It's no different than it being third on the main card for me. Um, but he also said, I can't believe I'm picking a plus three forty underdog to win. And I agree with you, Jake. Um, Barbarina is on a three fight winning streak. Uh, prior to losing the RDA, and Jake mentioned something I also had in my notes, where RDA, sure, beat him, but RDA's a way better opponent than Nelson is. I mean, it's not even close. There's there's levels to the game, and Nelson's not on that level. My thing, Mitch, and, and you said it, you know, um, Gunnar Nelson, you know, if he, if he sticks to his, his own, his strat, then it's going to work out good for him. The thing that makes Brian Barbarina special, and I'm going to talk about this in our next fight a little more when I get into Justin Gaethje, um, is he makes people want to brawl. You might not want to brawl, but when you get that dude just throwing at you the way he does, you're like, you just want to brawl with him. And he has that. He even had that effect on RDA until RDA got it to the ground. Like, RDA is not really a brawler, and he kind of wanted to even brawl with him a little. So, like... I'm going to go Brian Barbarina. Jake's going with Brian Barbarina. So that's our first disagreement there. And uh, I could see us both being wrong. I don't know if Jake can see him being wrong, but I could definitely see it being wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Brian Barbarina. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping that you're both wrong. And I hope that Gunnar Nelson sticks to what he should do. But, you know, he's he's not an active fighter by any means at all. And he's known to, like, not be – as passionate about this sport as he should be. That's been a problem that I've heard many people talk about with him is he really doesn't care. He kind of just wants to go get paid and just get out of there. Oh, yeah, so. there's a fight in the U.K. Let's th- let's throw Gunnar Nelson on. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just kind of his gimmick, I guess. Co-main event time. We got Justin Gaethje taking on Raphael Fiziev, uh, Fiz- as I've heard some people say. I've always said Fiziev my Fiziev, whole life. that's what I've heard. Fiziev. I've always said Fiziev, so I'm sticking with Raphael Fiziev. I know Jake's just cringing with me <laughs> in these names. I know he's just cringing at home. But uh, I'm going Raphael Fiziev. That's how I've always heard it. That's how I say it. First, mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje, and then an incredible, incredible co-main. Mitch, I'll throw it to you. Give me your breakdown. This is going to be one of the top three fights of the year, easily. It's no conversation about that. Gaethje, my assessment on him, he's an absolutely chaotic fighter. He's a wrestler that doesn't wrestle, if that makes sense. He's got the wrestling background. (laughs) (laughs) He throws insane amounts of significant strikes. He loves the fast pace. He thrives in that kind of fight. He's got a ton of power, and he does absorb a ton of shots, and he struggles against fighters who are very technical, who have their strategy down. They don't play into his game. And they stick with their wits, you know. And he's fought great competition. There's Khabib, Poirier, Michael Chandler, Oliveira. And his resume continues to keep going on. But he is top class at lightweight. I wouldn't call him a gatekeeper either because I don't think that's a fair judgment for him. But I know if you beat him, then you're on your way to a title fight. And Fiziev, he's one of the most technical strikers at lightweight. He uses kicks very well. He has surprisingly decent grappling. His takedown defense is very, very good. You saw that when he fought RDA, 
and he defended 14 takedowns, which is an insane number. He's on an extremely f- positive trajectory, and this is his prove-yourself fight at the end of the day. Yes. This is the fight where you prove if you're really championship material or not, and it's an extremely tough fight to pick because it could go two ways, I think. It could go he plays into Gaethje's game, forgets all of his technique, throws with him, and that's the most dangerous thing you can do, or he sticks to being the technical fighter, picking Gaethje apart, and that's how he wins. And I don't think you're going to agree with me here, Alex, but I'm going to go Fiziev. I'm going to go probably a late or decision victory. I think if he stays technical, even attempts a takedown or two in the first couple of rounds to get Gaethje thinking, to forget about being a brawler, distract him, I think that he can really... If anyone, as far as technical strikers, is going to do it, I think it's going to be Fazeev. And I think he is the real deal, and I got him winning this fight. It's tough, though. Yeah, very, very tough fight. Rafael Fazeev is the pick for Mitch. Mitch, I agree with so many things that you said. I, I, I do. Um, so what I was talking about earlier in my uh, Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barberina, I said, you know, Brian Barberina is a, a brawler, and he makes people brawl. And Justin Gaethje also has that effect. But, like you said, look at a Dustin Poirier fight. You know, Dustin Poirier was very, very technical, and it, it kind of exposed Justin Gaethje. And he, he didn't really have an answer. Now, you look at Charles Oliveira, that's a different story. First off, it was a way shorter fight. But, uh, I mean, it kind of looked like Charles was interested in that style, that he kind of wanted to do that brawl. So he kind of even pulled into Charles in that <laughs> aspect. Obviously, that fight didn't go his way. Right. Um, here's the thing. It's called the Chuck Liddell effect. I don't know if that's what it's called. That's what I call it. It's just these guys like these Justin Gaethje's, these Brian Barberinas, these Michael Chandlers of the world who just fight their style and they impose their style on you so much that you're either going to do it or you're not. And it, it, and it works. And sometimes it doesn't. I don't know if it works for Rafael Vaziv. That's the thing. That's that's what's holding me on this fight. Rafael Vaziv, you said it best. He's a great striker. He's got a Muay Thai style. He's kicking you. He's punching you. That's what kickboxing is, punching and kicking. The difference between kickboxing and Muay Thai is knees and elbows. He's throwing a lot of knees and elbows, too. So he's kicking you. He's punching you. He's kneeing you. He's elbowing you. He's doing all eight limbs. Uh, you know, it's it's that's what you're getting out of him, and it's truly incredible. Um, he also has good takedowns, too. Um, you know, he'll take it to the ground if he wants to. Um, man, it's a tough It's fight. a tough fight to pick. I'm going Gaethje. I, I am going to go Gaethje. You knew I was. I don't know how you read my mind like that, but I, I'm going I'm going with just, uh, Justin. I think it's he keeps losing. He needs a win. I think he needs a win. Um, and there's a little bit of bad blood between these guys, too. I mean, these guys have been talking trash for about a year. I feel like we've been asking for this fight for a, a year now. Now we're just finally getting the fight, um, which I think is you know another huge part of this buildup. And Justin Gaethje is good. He's a proven good fighter. Rafael Vaziv is good, but this is his fight to prove that he's good or not. So if you're asking me to pick between the up-and-comer who's unproven versus the Justin Gaethje who is proven, I'm going Justin Gaethje. Jake's also going Justin Gaethje, which just shocked me. I mean, it just shocked me. Yeah, that blows my mind. I figured he, he'd go safe. safe. Raphael Fazeev's a safe pick. You know, if he just plays his game well, 
it's an obvious win, I feel, right. if he plays his game. It's his will he. He's in his home hometown or home country, um, I think, maybe not. But um, closer to that area anyway, he's going to have more of the home crowd support. He's going to gonna be the favorite. Not a lot of people like Justin Gaethje. Will he play into it? You know, what Jake mentioned is, and what I'm also kind of talking about, is Gaethje's been here before. He's been in a co-main before. He's been in a main event before. Rafael Vazif's never been in that. And I don't know if this is a five-round fight or yeah, not. Yeah, I think it is five rounds. In a five-round fight? Yeah, that's... I really like Justin Gaethje here. So I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Justin Gaethje. Jake's going Justin Gaethje. This is probably the hardest fight to pick on the card. Um, but there, there it is. Going into the main event... Mitch, it is time. It is time for the welterweight title bout trilogy between Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards. Leon taking it back home uh, to the UK for the fans. Who do you got here, Mitch? Well, to kick this thing off, if you count either fighter out, that's extremely foolish. You can't count Leon Edwards out at all. And he proved that in the last fight. Can't count Kamaru Usman or Kamaru, either one. Not sure. Sorry, Jake. But Sorry, Jake. Can't count him out either just because he lost that last fight to Leon. Leon is a very smart fighter. He's got great fight IQ, and he's extremely patient. He knows what he's throwing at every point for a reason. He's a very well-rounded fight fighter. He puts up insane amounts of volume. He's a great situational fighter. You know, Kamaru Usman, he's a world-class wrestler that has fallen in love with his striking because he uses striking a little bit against Gilbert, against Colby, against Jorge. Got that crazy knockout on Jorge, and I think that boosted his ego and his thoughts about his own striking to, like, a whole nother level. And I think he went into the last Leon fight a little bit conceited, you could say, where he thought there was no way he could lose to anyone. You could see during the press conferences in the week, the buildup, he was extremely confident trying to low boy Leon with his comments he's making. And it it felt like he didn't respect Leon enough or the amount that he needed to. But with this fight, I think Kamaru's extremely hungry for his revenge. I think he respects Leon 10 times more than he did in the first fight. And I know Leon's takedown defense was great in that last fight, and that definitely changed the whole dynamic of what was going to happen because Kamaru could not take him down. But the fight was still dominated by Usman. You can't forget that. The head kick knockout saved Leon Edwards in that fight. I'm a Kamaru fan, but I'm also looking at this as an analyst. I think that Kamaru is going to grapple early, try to push the pace on Leon, put him against the cage, take him down if he can, and I think that he's going to try to tire Leon, but I don't think Leon tires. Leon's definitely got an insane gas tank. Both of them do in that respect, but I think that the humbleness that Kamaru has gained from the last fight is going to play a huge key. I think he beats Leon. I don't think it goes the distance, which might surprise some people. Surprises me since you're picking news, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I didn't think it was going to be some crazy Jorge knockout. I thought it was going to be a little bit of late ground and pound, maybe. But 
I'm definitely going Usman here. I respect what Leon can do, and I know this can be a risky pick, but I'm going to pick Usman on this one. I do want to say one thing, and then I'm going to get into what Jake said, and then I'll get into what I said. Mm. Uh, in terms of a grounded pound win for Usman, I mean, that's so... I, I didn't have this written down, but after watching the fight, Edwards just gives up his back. Definitely. Usman doesn't take it. If if Usman and his camp watch that fight back and says, wow, he gave up his fight there, 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 and he can get on the back and ground and pound, I mean, that's an obvious key to victory for Usman. Now, I've, I've you know, there's the idea of giving your back up on purpose to be able to reverse Maybe Leon was doing that. Leon's a super smart fighter. I think he's one of the most smart fighters in the UFC, actually. Um, but either way, if you're trying to win by a finish, that's your way to do it right there. I'll get into what Jake says. I'm going to pretty much read it verbatim. Uh, you know, he talks about the, the, the previous fight. He says, first, the fight was at an altitude, 100%. Leon, um, he comes out and said that affected him. I think it did. Um, I didn't really understand it as much in the first couple weeks when people talked about it, but then the more I got to hear and understand uh, what they talked about with the altitude, that made a lot more sense to me. Uh, I didn't realize it was that big a difference uh, than what it really was. Um, second, Edwards was the first guy to ever take down Usman, and he did so in the first round. Um, that's a point Jake brings up. Uh, third, Usman was winning the entire fight. Uh, that first round is arguable, in my opinion, but Sure, was winning the entire fight and is on his way to a decision until the head kick loss. Personally, I think the third point that I make is most important. My biggest worry is Usman coming back the same after such a gruesome knockout. At the end of the day, Usman is the better fighter. I definitely expect Leon to win a round or two, but I still think the best welterweight on the planet is Kamaru Usman, and he proves that this Saturday by claiming back his belt. That's what Jake has to say. And I disagree. <laughs> I and knew we it. We all knew we were, I was going to disagree. <laughs> we all knew it. I'm not taking Kamaru Usman. Look, at the end of the day, Kamaru Usman was good. And look, before I even – you might think, oh, I'm turning off this podcast. Alex is one of the Usman's wash, Usman's old guys. I'm not even saying that. But what I'm saying is he's not the same he was. He's went through a lot of battles. I mean, have you, have you heard about his knees? He walks downstairs backwards, Mitch. If he's if he's walking and he has a choice between walking in the grass or on the sidewalk, he walks in the grass because it hurts his knees too much to walk on the sidewalk. These are things that he said. I mean, I, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's it's almost like sad. Now, he says that this is something that's been happening his whole career and he fights through it, and I totally see that, but it doesn't stay forever. You can't keep fighting through injury. I know. I've broke my ankle three times, Mitch, and I wrestled my entire life. And my ankle, I can I can pop it and crack it on demand whenever I want, and it still hurts sometimes. When I go play basketball, my last ankle injury was my junior year of high school. I'm a sophomore in college. I'll still put on an ankle brace because that ankle is going to be messed up forever, and it only gets worse over time, and I know that. And that's the same thing with Usman. Now, that's not even my biggest key to why I think Edwards wins. I just thought I'd bring that up because somebody might say, I think he's washed. No, I don't think he's washed, but I'm worried about his health. I'm also worried about his health because what Jake said, I, he's got knocked out. How many times have we seen somebody get knocked out, especially the way Usman did, and they're never the same? They're never the same. I'll name one, Tony Ferguson. I mean, Tony Ferguson, the downfall of Tony Ferguson. It was actually versus Justin Gaethje, I believe, but maybe I'm making that up. But, I mean, I, I, he just it was so sad. 
Um, Darren Till, maybe? Yeah, Darren Till. I mean, we see these guys get hit and never be the same. That does worry me. It's actually not my biggest worry, but, I mean, between that and his health, his mental health. I think a big thing, I think he seemed okay mm-hmm. mentally, and I'm no psychologist, so I'm not sure. Um, but he almost seemed, okay, the difference between him and Israel when they lost was Kamaru was almost happy he lost. He's like, you know, I needed this loss. I've, I, It was bound to come. It was bound to come. Now, you look at Israel, you look at Amanda Nunes, they're like, man, that really, really hurt that I lost. I mean, sure, my time was coming, but I, that's, this is awful. And Usman is just be so okay with it, so chillax about it, go go celebrate the next week. I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? That that just confuses me. Here's why I think this fight goes to Leon Rocky Edwards. Not anything I just said, Mitch. <laughs> Not anything. Those are all just small, small parts. This is why. Kamaru Usman doesn't have much in his career that he can he can work on at this point. He doesn't. Um, his his wrestling is so good that you know, in terms of striking, he could train striking every single practice of the entire year, and it'll never be where his wrestling's at. Besides that, it's not much. Leon Edwards, he's been around just as long. Alex, why why are there things he could work on? Why 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 are you telling me that? Ed, why are you saying Usman has nothing to work on and Edwards? Also doesn't have anything to work on. Well, it's because Edwards has had holes in his game. There's things that Edwards has struggled with. So he can fill in those holes. I mean, in terms of Usman, he, he just has to have a new, a new attitude. But he, I think Edwards knows how to read Usman. And you almost see it. I mean, sure, I think Leon Edwards was a little gun-shy in that first fight. Because we've seen him strike a lot more, especially versus like a Diaz, where you just see him throw a lot. I feel like he was gun-shy, but he knew. What Usman was doing. He was ready for those shots. I also think his wrestling is going to be better. He took him down once in the first fight. I think he's going to be able to take him down a lot more in this fight. And I know people are like, Usman's a great wrestler. And I I agree. I'm all for my wrestlers. He's a better wrestler than Leon Edwards. But in terms of just Kamaru and how I think he is a little readable and his health. I mean, I like Leon on the ground a little too. I I think obviously, I think that just helps him win. Uh, ultimately, I'm taking Edwards by knockout. I think he finishes him again. Wow. I'm taking I'm taking Leon Edwards to finish Usman again. I know it's crazy. I know I said a lot there, Mitch. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on anything that I had to say? Yeah, as far as the takedown, I don't know if that necessarily makes me worry about Leon's wrestling. I think it was a little bit more of a surprise factor that, hey, I can do this. And even though he did that, I believe Usman had around 11 minutes of control time on the ground. I don't worry about that. The thing I do worry about with Kamaru is, like you said, his health, him getting older. He was already talking about retirement before that last fight happened. And that's something that scares me. When you're a champion trying to defend your belt and you're already thinking about, hey, I might retire after this, that definitely scares me. But I feel like people start to forget just how dominant Kamaru Usman just was right before taking that head kick, even in fights before that, the fight that was happening right then before he got knocked out. I just, I I saw complete dominance. And me too, I did not think that Kamaru Usman could lose to any welterweight on the planet. And that just showed you, you got to protect yourself at all times. It was a perfect reminder for Usman. I think he picks up on that reminder. He's much more, I, I don't know if technical is the right word, 
but I think he's going to be a lot smarter about how he goes into this fight, more respect for his opponent than the last fight. Sure. Leon, it was a great story. He got to give that post-fight speech. Everyone loved that, Leon fan or not. But I think it's over with right there. And I think if he wins the title back, I think he should start to consider slowing down on the MMA thing. You've done enough as far as your career goes. Sure. You winning the belt back, I think that puts a stamp on it for Kamaru's career. And that hurts to say because I like him, but I think that's how it should go, and I think that's how it will go. Yeah, you know, the last pay-per-view, in case you didn't hear, it was John Jones, Cyril Gaon, and I said in that podcast, I said, well, Cyril Gaon's fighting for the belt. John Jones is fighting for his legacy to be the greatest. What's well, very similar in this fight. Um, except I, I almost, this is how I, I view it. Kamaru Usman, he's fighting for his legacy. He just got knocked out cold against Leon Edwards. Sure, was he winning that fight, but that's not what people are going to remember when they look back on it on paper. Right. They're going to see that he got knocked out. They're going to see the pictures and the videos of him getting knocked out. They're not going to see the four rounds before that. They're saying, oh, yeah, he was good, but, man, Edwards knocked him out. Imagine Edwards beats him again. And that's what Usman's fighting for. That's his, his legacy. I think Leon Edwards is also fighting for his legacy. That's the only thing with this one. You know, last time I, I genuinely I mean, what's Cyril Gaon have to prove? He was one and one in his last two fights before he fought John Jones. It wasn't much. Um, but you look at Leon Edwards, who's had a, a great career, but he never really was talked about much. Now he has a chance to be known as the best United Kingdom champion of all time. That's his legacy. That's what he is able to fight for in this. And I think that's a huge legacy. And you can't really compare, you know, interior motives of why fighters fight necessarily but if you tried that's hard i mean who who wants it more and i think that's even what makes this fight that much more exciting but yeah it's gonna be a close one by far i don't listen i'm picking leon i don't think it's leon by demolition i think it's leon very very closely and that he's able to catch him one more time but we will see this saturday at the united kingdom ufc 286 mitch give me your picks one more time all right, so starting all the way at the top, Vittori Delize. I got Delize in that fight. I think it either goes decision or a third-round submission. And Marvin's tough, but I'm going to go with Roman on this one. Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neal. I got Casey O'Neal by domination. Give me second round, Casey O'Neal. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarena. Very tough fight for me to pick. I got Gunnar sticking to the game plan, getting out of there as safe as possible getting the victory over Brian Barbarena, third round submission. Gaethje, Fiziev, toughest fight of the night for me to pick. It's going to be an absolute show. Got to tune in and watch that. I'm going to go Fiziev. I'm going to go with a decision victory for Fiziev. And final fight of the night, Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman. It's going to be an absolutely insane brawl. I'm going to go Kamaru Usman. And I'm going to go fourth round, ground and pound. And that's how he finishes it. For Jake Murren, he's got Marvin Vittori winning by unanimous decision. Then Casey O'Neill also getting a unanimous decision. Then Brian Barbarena um, winning inside the distance. So some way he's, he's winning inside of there. Justin Gaethje winning by decision, which is surprising kind of. Uh, and then Kamara Usman also winning this uh, Saturday. Uh, I have 
for my picks, I have Marvin Vittori winning. Uh, I think it'll be um, by decision as well. A split decision. I have Casey O'Neill winning. Then I have Brian Barbarina winning. I have Justin Gaethje inside the distance. Uh, I, I don't have that. I'm sure it's a five-round fight. I think he can get it done in three, four, or five uh, if I had to pick. And then I'm going to take Leon Edwards. I'm not going to pick what round I think he's going to finish him because I, that would just be silly of me depending on how the pass has been. But I do think Leon Edwards gets it done. And boy, oh boy, based on these picks, there's going to be a unanimous winner after this Saturday because there's a lot of disagreements between all three of us. Yeah, that's a tough week. I'm either going to be rock bottom or solid on the top after yeah, this week. <laughs> 100%, 100%. But that is going to do it for Sports Power Talk Overtime. And we hope that you guys enjoyed our breakdowns and predictions. We hope that Jake is better and will be with us next time. But we hope you enjoyed overall this Saturday, United Kingdom, UFC 286, Leon Rocky Edwards taking on Kamara Usman in what will be a welterweight title bout for the history books. We hope you guys enjoy the fights this Saturday.